Hey guys, welcome back to Chilab. We're on episode 18 with myself, Fosma. And your girl, Mina. Milabia. And last but not least, Naman. Oh, nice and smooth. Um, guys, I have a confession. Naman already knows. <laughs> I'm back on TikTok. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, why are we not surprised? How long did Join it took me. you? <laughs> I wasn't on it for like a good 24 hours straight. Week or two? <laughs> I want to say two weeks, but I feel like that's a lot. I feel like it was like a week and four days. Yeah, I realized you were back because then I got eight new TikTok forwards from um, Fatima. Wow, I'm if, like, you yeah, got, if you got eight, that means Neman got like 50. <laughs> because Neman wow. is the only one that I don't like control myself with because I'm like, she spends <laughs> enough time on it to actually appreciate these. <laughs> And then, so you filter with me? You I come back to like 50 notifications. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, time to go through Fatima's messages. She only sends me three. <laughs> like, what kind of unbalanced relationship is this? That's not cool. <sighs> but, but yeah, how's it, how's it being back? What did you miss? Well, this is the thing. So I think I, we're on. I went, what are we on? We're no, no, on. listen. So I went back and there was two things that were like mainly on TikTok. The first one was obviously, I will sacrifice my life <laughs> for Pakistan. <laughs> and the second one is all the remakes. The WAP? Well, forget the WAP. I don't even want to go with the WAP. <laughs> but thirdly, yes, um, is Adele's remixes. <laughs> oh, ouch. They're so good, though. They're so good. Have you seen them, Mona? So I've I've funny. I've seen a bit of them in Instagram. They are literally the funniest thing. It'll be like full on hardcore Jamaican music in the background, and then it's never mind. Someone whining. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay, now I have to go so find good. them. Oh, see, Labia, you gotta get on my level, then you'll get fifty. I'm sorry, of me, I'm and sorry. then you'll be got up it. to date. But did you guys? I've retweeted it. Did you, Did you guys see how after um, Adele came out with? Um, the whole outfit in a carnival she got dragged on the internet yeah it was interesting because on twitter there were a bunch of debates on whether or not adele was like culturally appropriating jamaican culture um because of her like bikini and um the bantu knots on her head and it was so interesting because it was like i i went to sleep and uk like artists and stuff like that were like oh Adele's our girl like she's from Tottenham like look at her like blah 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 like hyping her up and then I woke up to American Twitter dragging Adele and being like she's culturally appropriating she's this and blah 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 so people were like destroying each other on Twitter but it was really interesting because it's like I don't I grew up obviously in America and so I feel like I have like a an American you guys are yeah like I feel like I have an American like lens whenever i see it but then Mm. there was a lot more discussion from like uk twitter where people were like yo if jamaican people are cool with it why Mm. are we like making a big deal Mm. i don't know what did you guys think about Mm. it i thought it was cute but obviously i'm not jamaican so i feel like i don't have much to say about the matter Mm. but like from what i understood is that she was because it it all goes down to like the difference between cultural appropriation and then cultural appreciation it's like which one is she doing Mm -hmm. because the way i saw it was like adele is obviously she's she's been surrounded by jamaican culture growing up there are a lot of jamaicans in the uk she did it the right way she didn't change anything she didn't try and make it more white and she was doing it with her other jamaican friends what's the problem yeah i find it hard hard to I mean, that's the thing, especially if it's not from your culture, it's hard to comment on it because mm. then you could be like, oh, I wouldn't have a problem. But then you also don't really, you're not, I don't think you can comment on it. 
Well, that's why I I find it hard to comment. Yeah, there's on it. definitely a fine line be- between culture appreciation and culture appropriation. And like everyone said, ev- ev- not every Jamaican, but most Jamaicans here in the UK were like we mellow, we cool, like we okay with this. Like we're not taking it offensive and all that. And it was for carnival. So yeah. I was like, okay, then I really didn't see the big deal of it. But then I also can see the other side of it where people think, okay, now you want to, you want to act like a, a black girl and rah, 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 rah. Because um, I think, was it on Sunday or something? There was this um, IG live with um, <laughs> oh, with, yeah, yeah. with um, Monica yeah. and oh, what's her name? Brandy. <laughs> Have you guys seen yeah. the comment that Adele put? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I swear to God, before I saw that comment, I was like, okay, then it's like, it's, it's she's okay, she's fine. Like she grew up in Tottenham. Like I get it. But then when I saw that comment, I was like, okay, then you just made it worse for yourself. She was actually culturally appropriating a Toronto man, but <laughs> yeah, there you. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, like, do you do you feel like sometimes it's also about intention? It's definitely because I feel like I don't know. I obviously don't know Adele, but Adele's a little cutie pie. Like, I feel like she just wants to be like with her friends, like with her peeps, you know, hang out, just say what she's used to saying. Because when I grew up. Like, I used to see those people, like, basically copying Somalis, even though they were white. Mm. Because we had so many Somalis, like, where where I was growing up. And then even when I went to international school, because we were, a lot of us were Arab, a lot of the white kids were like, Inshallah, Mashallah, Yallah, I don't know what. And, like, they were just doing a whole lot of Arab stuff. And I never really saw it as, like... Offensive. Yeah, it wasn't, like, offensive to me, but... I guess it was because the way that they were doing it was just in a way that was like, oh, yeah, this is like what you guys do and this is what we're going to do together Mm. rather than like, I'm going to take this away from you and I'm going to make it mine and just ignore the fact that it came from Mm. you, which is the what appropriation is basically, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Okay, so what what, I guess, what's the actual difference between appreciation and appropriation? Is it that you're like benefiting off another person's culture or taking it away from them, but for your own gain? It's when you take it away from them and you put yourself in a position of authority. Like, I took this culture, um, I took this culture heritage and kind of used it for my gain and I'm in power of it. Because how... Because how I see it, who has done cultural appreciation correctly? Like, I don't, I can't think of any examples off the top of my head. Because whenever I feel like even when somebody's like celebrating it, somehow they always come under fire. Like, I'm thinking of even like, okay, this is the random example that I thought of was like Beyonce in like the, that Coldplay video, mm-hmm. him for the weekend when they were in mm-hmm. India, right? She got, she got, she got fire for that as well because it's like she's, like, but you know the yeah. thing is with Beyonce, just because she's Beyonce, people are like, "Oh no, yeah. she didn't do Let this, it pass. And this, and this." But to be honest, actually, Beyonce, I don't think that she did that properly. Who are you to? Like, I didn't see the correlation of having that Indian dress, and I don't know what. Like, that was more appropriation than appreciation. And even Beyonce, for sure. Even even her new yeah. um, like her new music video, for, already yeah, already with um, yeah. with like, I think a lot of people came 
for Beyonce for that as well, especially people from like the African diaspora, because mm-hmm. um, they a lot of the times, like especially when American artists are doing something that with um, with like Africa and Mother Africa and stuff like that, they yeah. like make it this yeah. homogenous group where they're like, oh, this yeah, is what yeah. Africa is and blah blah blah. And a lot of like African people were like, Brett, like why couldn't you just? I don't. I think that it's interesting to see like what what conversations surround appreciation versus appropriation when it comes to the group that's doing it because mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like people yeah. think that only white people can appropriate but that's not that's, that's not, not true, true at all like yeah. there's yeah. so many there's so many black people that have appropriated like quote unquote what's considered like African culture yeah, for yeah, example because yeah, Beyonce got a lot of yeah. crap for that yeah yep so that's what i mean so what like do you guys can can you guys think of any examples of like appreciation like good examples of cultural appreciation Mm, because i just feel like whenever no but like say your indian friend is getting married and you went out shopping with your indian friend to buy an indian dress to wear to her indian wedding and you wore it properly and you understood what you were wearing and why that's appreciation and then wearing an indian costume Mm -hmm. to a halloween party is yeah. appropriating because why why wearing it as a halloween costume mm-hmm. yeah. or like like fatima was saying i think um knowing when to wear certain things and when to not yeah is where the appreciation and appropriation comes from because there's there's a lot of people that wear like sac like sacred artifacts for show like for example like native american like headdress that's only reserved for like chiefs in a tribe yeah. for example like victoria's secret models wearing that on the runway like that's not <laughs> like that's not it at all but runway does it, it all the time yeah they've done right. it to like yeah. gucci's did it recently yeah. gucci did it yeah and they've got all the molded like hijabs and it doesn't even make sense it doesn't even make because it's like okay cool like you want to let's just come at it at, at an optimistic angle of you know what you want to show that gucci clothes can be worn with a turban gucci clothes can be worn with a hijab whether or not the model is a hijab you actually seek but they didn't do it right. Like, at least do your research, please. I mm-hmm. beg you. Even It's not even that. It's just something. It just looks, it's just because it looks different. It, so yeah. it's, it's it like has funky. to be. Even, even. Yeah. So it's quirky. Even, um, I don't know whether you guys remember <laughs> Dolce & Gabbana when they started making abayas. And oh yeah, I forgot about and that. They, and they, but people buy those for real. Exactly. You guys are laughing, but everyone in Saudi and Qatar and Imarat, they wear them. They yeah, wear yeah, them. Yeah. And they actually, I think in their ad, used a white model who's not Muslim. That's um, cultural appropriation. That's not appreciating. You could have... I don't know. See, that's a blurry line. Yeah, see, that's... I don't think that's... I I wouldn't consider that appropriation because you're trying to sell me a product. You're just showing me how it looks like on a person. If she's wearing a bear the way that you're meant to be wearing a bear, fine. But then wouldn't you... To appreciate a culture, wouldn't you use the, the people of the culture, first of all? Couldn't you have used like a Muslim hijabi? You could, but I don't think and, that's interesting. And, yeah, but I don't think you have to use because if somebody's appreciation, if, if somebody's appreciating the culture, then they're what they don't have to be from the culture. Yeah, but then you would actually help the coach, the people of the culture and the community. Do you get what I mean? You wouldn't just be like, okay, then I li- I'm I would like to make abayas and put my name on it and completely disregard that it comes from you guys. 
Well, yeah, I guess that is the, in that sense, it's like kind of trying to make it their own. But why do you see? Because you see a lot of, I'm just talking about garments now, but you see a lot of companies do that. Sheen recently did it with oh the God. with the Kaaba. Yeah. They, they just dumb. Well, I have no other word apart from that's absolutely a, stupid. That's offensive, first of all. Dude, that's just that's just. They like, had the the you know the Palestinian scarf. They had that as like this mini dress, like bikini thing. Yeah, and everyone was like, dress. Are you okay? Like, what? Are you lost, sweetie? That's just wrong. But, but she ended it wrong, and they sent out like this massive like apology, and they were going like, "Oh my god, we're going to do our research, and we've noticed that our board isn't diverse enough." And it's like, really? <laughs> now, because <laughs> if you had one person at the table, literally one sense. person. What? If, honestly, there's no way that they had one person who knew what the kufia was or anything. Mm-hmm. Diversity in terms of culture, but also in terms of brain cells, maybe. <laughs> <How about that? laughs> oh God! Why do you guys think that? Just like taking it back, why do you think that cultural appropriation like strikes a chord with people? Like, why? Why do you think that it 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 affects people so deeply? Like when people see someone culturally appropriating, just like the root cause of like why it's upsetting or why it's um. It's because it's something that, for example, one of the things that I'm finding is very, very, very appropriated rather than appreciated is like um, Middle Eastern, African, black features, for Mm. example, in the sense that the women are curvier, they've got bigger features, they've got like big eyes, Um, even like the Asian, you know, with the new trend of like fox eyes, where people are like raising their eyes. And in that sense, it's like people have grown up really sort of scared to show their features and they like they've been teased by them they've been told that they're not beautiful for them they've been isolated because of them you know and all these negative things associated with these features and they've made be made to feel different and then now white people are taking those features they're putting them on themselves by like doing all those surgeries and like um all these injections and whatnot and then now people are like saying that people like me for example who are middle eastern with my hair down or whatever they would be like oh you're white passing you look white you could be white you'd be fine and it's like i don't look white you guys have just changed your features enough that now white people could look middle eastern arab Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you guys are changing your eyes you're changing your noses you're changing your lips you're changing your bodies and all of a sudden these features that we all grew up being being made to feel like they're ugly are nice but only on them mm-hmm. and it's like that sense of like taking something away from someone someone making it your own and then not even telling them that yeah yeah this is this is yours this is like amazing no it's only good on me mm. Mm. but then in that okay so now this is me playing a little bit of devil's advocate Ooh. sorry fatma Ooh. sorry to take the role away <laughs> the devil has then... hired two attorneys <laughs> <laughs> but in that sense something a super um something even as like basic as wanting to be tan or getting a tan right that's also then what would that be it won't be cultural i think about this all the time because i'm like so why i know but that's what i mean but exactly but there was a tiktok that (laughs) there's a tiktok that fatima (laughs) sent me on her like rampage of like 70 tiktoks where it was comparing like where it was a tiktoker and she was she was showing a picture of a body like an address or something like that you can't see the person's face and you had to guess whether or not it was a white woman or a person of color and 
nine times out of ten, I was wrong. And it's like something that literally changed, altered their looks so much to the point where like they're like 90 shades like different. I think I don't know. I think the the reason why that strikes a chord is because for so long you're told that you're not good enough and then all of a sudden people are literally profiting like there's models there's people that profit off of this now because they look more like racially ambiguous but underneath all of the filters and everything they wouldn't have gotten that like that appraisal if they kept their like natural features and and then it's also like a power i think it's also like a power and a privilege thing because sometimes people try to flip it and say like well for example um natural curls have been have been viewed as not as beautiful for so long yeah and then people have been conditioned to like straighten like even for me like growing up I feel like I didn't really embrace like my curly hair at all like I always felt like I had to straighten it if I was going to like an all-girls function or something like that um and so I feel like if someone's like oh well you're culturally appropriating if you straighten your hair to make it look more like quote unquote white it's like no that's not true a and b it's coming from a place of it's, it's insecurity no insecurity mm. or you're you've been told that your you've hair is told, not yeah, like, yeah. there's so many there's so many cases where students like black students in america for example are told that their hair is unruly and you they have to keep have, it yeah, yeah. yeah or like saying dreadlocks are unruly and you can't oh, have well, dreadlocks yeah. in school and stuff like that so it's like I feel like people don't understand that it also comes with privilege where you have a sort of privilege to take someone's culture and then profit off of it when that same person would probably be deemed less for having that exact yeah. same yeah. look. No, and take it, take it, profit off of it and then like, and then take it off whenever they mm-hmm. want that, um, that power to be like, I can take it, but then I can also just like, like throw it away. After. But you know, the one that I find confusing, for example, if I braided my hair now, mm-hmm. Is that appropriation or appreciation? Because I've got straight hair. I've got nothing to do with the... See, when it comes to these kind of things, I don't... I don't see... Because that's too... where I see people going wild over it. I don't... Oh I, I, Kim K braided her hair. I... I think it's hard when it's beauty standards because especially when you're on like social media and like TikTok, for example, I feel like I see a lot of people like if one person starts a beauty trend, then everybody wants to do it. But then it's like, Mm -hmm. who's allowed to do it? Who's not like box braids or um, or like cornrows or something like that? Like, I I don't know. For me, it's like hard. I'll be honest. Sometimes some things trigger me more than others like if i see mm-hmm. like if i see like an arab girl or like a Pakistani girl with box braids versus like a white girl with box braids i'll be honest i'll get more triggered by the white girl and maybe mm-hmm. that's just like internally like that i've just been like conditioned to just get more triggered by it but mm-hmm. i think but then also like i same on the same on the flip side if i see for example like I feel like I've been around a lot of like Asians gr- growing up and I've seen specifically Asian guys try like think that they're Drake and then like, change the way they talk, change the way they like interact and stuff like that. And they're from like really affluent like suburbs of Chicago, but they're like, I'm from the streets. And it's like, no, you are not <laughs> no, from the streets, dude. And that also yeah. like equally triggers me too. So it's like, yeah, I think it goes back to intention, like whether or not you're actually aware of the community that you're trying to be but I feel like of. but I feel like when you said now that if you see a, a white girl with box braid 
and an Asian girl with box braids, you will feel a bit more triggered with the white one. I feel like the reason for that, it comes back again to the same thing ways where we said that it's always came from the white man who would always take somebody's culture and make themselves the authority of that culture. Whereas that's, it's so it's embedded in us for so long that it triggers you when you see that. But then at the same time, it should still trigger you when you see a brown Asian girl with box braids. But only the only reason why it's triggering you because it's a white girl. And you've we've come to understanding that and grew up that it's always been the white man who mm. have been stealing our culture. Colonization. Exactly. Back to colonization. <laughs> it goes. We, have, we haven't gone back to colonization in a while. <laughs> I feel like we you have know, to always go back. It's like, have you seen that? Um, the other day I saw one. It was like, oh, Princess Charlotte already speaks two languages and she's only three. <laughs> and like, I was like, and then literally the caption was like, so do most immigrant children, but I guess it's not cool when you're poor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go off then. <laughs> and it's like a similar concept, right? Because it's like, yeah. okay, if you're born with this big butt, then. If you're Brazilian, for example, then it's not necessarily seen as like, wow, amazing thing. And then people are getting all these Brazilian butt lifts for thousands and thousands of dollars. And it's like, wow, it's amazing. I want one. (laughs) Oh, it's a funny thing that we were talking about hair as well. I'm quoting it to TikTok. I saw this guy who was relating. He was saying... um, We win. (laughs) When is quoting TikTok. (laughs) AI wins. (laughs) It just came in my radar in IG, guys. I don't have TikTok. Mona's that auntie who like sees all the TikToks and then like sends them on our group chat. And me and the man 100% have seen them because I've sent them to her. (laughs) And Lavia even just likes them because I know she's seen them too. (laughs) Anyways, this guy literally, I think he he was comparing different hairstyles from for men he bought an african boy who had this beautiful cut with like i think i think he had a zigzag on the side where he was like this is inappropriate however and then he brought out boris johnson with his crazy hair but this is and this one controls the country i died i was like literally i was like this is this is actually so true I don't know how Boris gets away with that haircut, but you know he does it. He on does it on purpose. purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He does it 100% on purpose. The way that he faffs about or clumsily is exactly the same. It's very political. He did this, like, mm, he, he's such a political move because he yeah. did this whole conference where he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm late. I don't know what he's faffing about. He did the exact same thing like the next day and then the day after. Like, yeah. he knows what he's doing. It's because he's just so down to earth, you know? So he's so relatable. You know, when he came out to the report, he's, he's so down to earth, he got tea. corona. Allah, the corona might be a political move. No, sorry. This is very QAnon yeah. I'm not in a rabbit hole. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the thing, Fatou. You don't know. You don't know, but you No, I actually know. But then, <laughs> but then we come back to the same thing that it's okay for some people, but it's not okay for others. Like, again, and who's to judge? And who's, Please tell me who's to exactly. judge. But then again, why can't we hold Beyonce and every other famous person when we when we see them appropriating a culture instead of appreciating it accountable and saying yo this is not cool however we do it to the common man more often but that's what i mean i never i've never i don't think i've seen a case of like a celebrity or somebody that's like you know really big 
appreciating a culture correctly. No, like, I've never how seen about, that. For example, Kim Kardashian, okay, she did the whole braids and everything. But you could argue that she's appreciating it because her daughters have that hair and she braids their, she gets their hair braided. Like her, she, it's part of her family. Mm-hmm. But then equally... I don't know, like when it's so blurry, because it's like she does, she's not going to want to appropriate her own children and family. Mm-hmm. But she uses her she... children as accessories. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, go off, Lavia. <laughs> I, I feel like you have something to say about this. Woo! But Kim K hit her core. I think it also like for me. I don't know if it's the same thing for you guys with celebrities, but it's like cherry picking, like. I think Miley Cyrus got in trouble for this, where she was, where she was like I mean, twerking and everything. Miley Cyrus is another case. I mean, but for example, like I think, I think the reason why a lot of people were okay with Adele was because Adele has spoken out on behalf, like she's like spoken out in in um, support of the black community. She's like, she's been there. You know what I mean? Like even mm. when she, even with her award, like she was like Yo Beyonce's like album, like yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like she's been an ally to the black community for so long. Mm. Um, whether that's where she's grown up or like how she's just like existed, but and I think that's why people pers- like took her carnival photo so like endearingly because they're like, oh, Adele's mm. like a part of us, right? But then yeah. I think that like the reason why maybe the Kardashians or like Miley Cyrus or other people that pick and choose one to be like a part of a certain community and when mm. to just throw it away when it's convenient. Like when I was saying, like you're able to take it off, like you can, you can put on braids, you can mm. do this, you can dance in a certain way. But then when you want to be more like palatable to the yeah. white community, you take all of that off and then you're like a country yeah. singer again. And it's like, mm, Oh, yeah. okay, cool. <laughs> well, <laughs> you got the best. It really be that. <laughs> I was gonna say that. It really be that. <laughs> it's just like we we have receipts. Like we don't have like selective amnesia. Oh god. <laughs> but I guess it, it goes down the, again to like okay, because there's a lot of like cancel culture around appropriation, appreciation, whatever as well, right? And it's like the thing that we were talking about last week is a lot of it is intention and misinformation and how much how much leeway do we give these people in terms of oh but you were just misinformed it wasn't your intention blah 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 you're just miseducated you don't get it um no but i think especially especially when people profit on it Mm -hmm. profit from it i think that's when you need to take a closer look because people can i mean being ignorant is one thing but it's like people can like I, I don't I don't know you you I don't think you have a right to be ignorant in this world you can't especially if then you're profiting off of it as well like that's like Shein, not... for example is a huge company exactly that, like, there's they, no they, way there should have be been ignorant. one person along with brain that enti- yeah, like along that entire thing because it's like it's like for example um <laughs> Lobby I'm gonna come for your man's real quick Justin Trudeau and his multiple <laughs> black facing like oh yeah this yeah. man literally when they asked him how many times he's done blackface he's like i, I don't, don't remember. remember and i was like that is not something that you should not remember but people were like but he was like oh i didn't know better blah 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 but it's like it's, i feel like certain things like you can't no, you do you literally like, can't have an you, excuse you at this choose point. you choose to ignore it that's what you do and don't lie about it like you chose to be like that's not that important i just, just say I, I just believe that we are in a in a century where you can't be ignorant yeah you it's can't. not it's not a reason no more 
you there is but it depends because you you might be ignorant to the fact that that is appropriation and not appreciation or that actually you don't associate this for example feature with a certain culture because you've never been taught that this feature is this culture so for example a girl that's in her teens in her early 20s wants to get this procedure to look more like this she's looking at kim k and thinking i want to look more like kim k she's not looking at a black woman for example and saying i want to look more like this black woman but she doesn't even know that kim k is copying the black woman mm-hmm. yeah so but at that's that mean. point who she's do not... you go for do you go for the beauty industry do you go for kim k or do you go for this tween no you go for the people who are profiting that's who you go for so it is kim k and the beauty mm-hmm. industry like that, those are the people that should be held to risk, like should be held to account, I think. And that's where like, um, yeah, that's where the so change needs to happen. The and then attack. attack. <laughs> and then mobilize the tweens. Attack! Mo- mobilize. <laughs> Get Gen Z on it. Yeah. Gen Z is actually very like, oh, because for example, um, what's, what's that? <laughs> I'm not gonna sing it because it's inappropriate. But there's um there's a remix of um Chris Brown's No No Guidance on TikTok by a black girl. And then there's a remix of that remix by this Pakistani girl that is getting dragged on TikTok because of her pronunciation. Like it's Aww. so bad. No, no, it's like actually awful. Like I don't speak Urdu or Hindi and I can just tell that she's butchering it but, <laughs> but she was getting dragged on TikTok because um she, in her previous songs like she used to say like the n-word and she like <gasps> carried herself she used to carry herself in this certain way and then she came out with an apology <laughs> she came out with an apology of TikTok that I sent my sister this morning and she was like talking about how she was dating a black guy at the time and he used to like encourage her to like use parts of the culture and like was like oh yeah you can use n-word in your songs and stuff like that and she's like and i didn't know that that was wrong and i like apologize for it and stuff but she was getting dragged because people were like what are you and why are you first of all like using parts of like who are you (laughs) using parts of desi culture in a way that everyone's like you like that's not that's not like a lot of asian kids were just like ew but then they got their the song stuck in their head but it was just interesting yeah yeah, yeah. i'll send it i'll send it but i think it brings up a really i mean you bring up if you're listening to this comment (laughs) <laughs> if you've heard the song i feel bad sometimes with these people because it's like did you know better no but it's a really interesting point about okay if you're from that culture can you still culturally appropriate and a hundred percent i feel like a, li- a part of us we're all a little bit guilty about that like even me like i could be like oh yeah pakistani like pakistani culture pakistani blah but it's like i'm not like i don't live I in sacrifice my life for pakistan. <laughs> i was waiting for it even and, and I'll give but you guys like, another. I appropriate it because I'm not yeah. like how how so in in the way in terms of pre, like I appropriate it in the sense of like not knowing choose. where not knowing where things come from I think and not knowing the history behind stuff I think that mm. is important to know about and but you can still like you're I could just be like oh that's pretty and be like <laughs> you know yeah that's so tr- I feel like especially with like um us that are in like in the diaspora the, exactly like, i feel yeah. like we romanticize the way it's people so dress back home because like sometimes i like yeah. find my mom's like did or something and i'm like yeah i'm gonna wear it. and my mom's like no one wears it in somalia like that like no one's like you're literally making this up like this is I, not something that is worn in that way but I then mean, i'm I like guess... i want to hold on to it because i'm like this is exactly. what i think somali culture is but it's yeah. not 
I guess we like we could do it and and I other people wouldn't see it as um appropriating but I think it would be it would be better if we also then took the time to actually learn about the history and learn about yeah. the, you know learn about where it's actually from instead of romanticizing it because to be fair like people from the outside if you're like dressing up as a like in the way it's not that you don't like you are romanticizing another person's culture that's mm. part of the appropriating which then we can do ourselves as well and we forget like we we do it so like Naturally, yeah, exactly. We, funny you say that. Actually, the other day, um, I was asking my mom. I don't, I don't know whether I'm gonna say it right, but correct me, Naman, if I'm wrong. Um, is it called? Naman's not in a position to correct you, bro. <laughs> she, she better, she I'm, better. A white, I'm a white boy from Wisconsin. You better, here, you better. My dad's one. Eating my McDonald's. Is it called Gunti? Oh, Guntino, yeah, yeah. Guntino. Um, oh, okay. Guntino, okay, okay. Naman. I literally, Shout I was, I was, I was, obs- I was, I became so obsessed about it. To a That's point a I was, I was like to my mom, I need it. I need to try it? it. I need to like, is this thing in Somali culture that. It's like that- a one sleeve, like dress that has like a certain pattern, but you like tie it over one. It's not, it's shoulder. not really a dress. It's like a fabric, but yeah, you make and you tie it. Into- it. And you tie it around like how you would do the sari, but mm-hmm. like differently. Sari, yeah. yeah, but differently. Yeah. I I became so obsessed with it. I was like, to my, I need it. I need it in my life. I need to buy that fabric. I literally stole it from my mom and I tried it on. And she looked at me. She was like, you just ruined it. What the <laughs> hell? The hell? What the hell did you do? <laughs> but again, we do do it unintentionally. Yeah, we do romanticize. Unintentionally ourselves yeah and it goes back to like who actually has ownership over but that's any still of this. appreciation it's, because you weren't like i'm gonna take it i'm gonna wear it like this and i'm gonna make this how everyone knows it yeah and i'm not gonna give any appreciation to my culture you're just trying you're trying to appreciate it but you're doing it kind of wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> but then like i feel like sometimes like if i if i wore a certain article of somali clothing um like a shash like the scarf or something like that with like some like hipster outfit i would think that it was appreciating because i'm taking parts of like cultures that yeah, i am yeah, a part no. of but then somebody in somalia could be like what the hell the, is that? for example like the shash shame is, like, on you a scarf that like only like a woman who's married, married married women wear but i wear shash all the time because it like low-key it's fire but then someone in somalia <laughs> would be like you're like i could literally be the kim k of the Somali yeah. diaspora and I had no idea yeah. and I'm sitting here dragging like Kim K or yep. Miley Cyrus mm-hmm. yep. and someone could be like oh we're, or if I like for example become a spokesperson for a cultural like clothing yeah. or like my culture's clothing even though I don't necessarily have any ties like I haven't lived in Somalia I haven't like experienced Somali I've never been to Somalia for example if I start speaking on behalf of the Somali community is that appreciation or is that I think that's yeah. appropriating I think that's a, my own culture? That's such a big thing. That's such a big thing right now too. Because I mean, we see it all the time. We see like, you know, like Pakistani streetwear type of thing mm-hmm. or like, you know, cult- it's like cultural streetwear. But it's like, what What even is that? <laughs> what are you doing? Another another thing that came into my mind, guys, um, is um, African dancers. Like you see a lot of African girls have been dancing this traditional ways for some time and then you get white girls or other people from different background come in do one two three steps and they're hired Mm -hmm. that's a that's appropriation that's not appreciation 
Because even TikTok, there's like, I don't know why I keep coming back to TikTok, but there's resource or even like um, Vine or like early dances, like where like a little black girl will like make up like this like fire dance. And then only until like some rich white teenager in Texas does the exact same dance is does it go viral? And then Mm -hmm. there's no sort of like and then that person gets on Ellen and then they get some deal. Then all of a sudden they live in a mansion and it's like, but where was that when? the girl that actually choreographed the dance like got no mm. or uh, this happens a lot with like um with like black like say like um what are the vernacular like the way people like speak like so many things that are viral are actually like sayings that people like didn't trademark for example but then mm. it just like rolls like people take like black culture and then s- use it so much and start like putting it on like t-shirts and selling it and stuff like that but like then- Nia in hmm? like Nia <laughs> yeah <laughs> Fatwa hmm? says it's so funny yeah <laughs> like why do you like cut it up like tiny little <laughs> Nia <laughs> it's one is that like, like, it's not appropriating the Toronto yeah. no but like for, yeah, like but if you if you if you say things for example like mm. y- you pick up language so quickly and that could be that could be not giving respect words to but like so many companies like y- actually profit off of like mm. black twitter like black twitter is honestly needs to get trademarked or something Fire. Things, things get go viral so quickly on there and then people like people attack it right away and then start selling merchandise and stuff like that and it goes back to like Sure, if you if you pick up, like, for example, I'll be 100% honest, in my time here, I've been trying to become a roadman. It hasn't been <laughs> successful because I don't own the puffer jacket yet. But, do you at least have like, the, do you at least have, like, the I have nothing. Bag? I have nothing. I, the closest thing I have is a rain jacket with, like, no. little gold buttons. It that looks doesn't, like such that a doesn't count. Jacket. That doesn't count. But, like, that could be appropriating. But at the end of the day, am I profiting off of being a roadman? Absolutely not. But then these companies that literally take, like black culture and then take it and run with it and make all these yeah. products and profit of it, off of yeah. it but then when things mm-hmm. actually happen in the black community all of a sudden they're silent i think that's when it becomes a problem but I- it also goes back to like who owns it then who owns the culture who is allowed yeah, to because do we even as diaspora own the yeah. culture no because well, people I mean, back home will don't. be like you're wearing it wrong and then exactly but d- even people even- they're wearing it wrong even do like who owns culture i think okay sometimes i i think about it very like in a properly in a in a proper like not pc way in the sense that i'm like okay but culture is always changing like culture is Mm. always changing Mm -hmm. nobody owns it nobody like you can't be like oh yeah like even the people like we're like oh yeah people from like box are people like they don't even they are constantly changing in terms of what even they think is their culture mm-hmm. we romanticize and be like no that's that culture but even that's not right and then in the end like okay as we're heading towards a more sort of like you think of these like melting pots of cities like toronto mm-hmm. where it's like it's like yeah it's like jamaican culture it's but it's also like, like, voila, it's just like, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a slang word. It doesn't even matter what it is. You know, like these type of like melting pots of cities that make their own culture. That is like, like it has its own yeah. culture. And so as we're shifting towards that, like, that's why the lines are getting blurred even more because it's mm-hmm. like, we don't even know because we're losing all those definitions. We're like, okay, what do you we, like? What came from what came from what? And then now it's yeah. like something else. 
Yeah. And as diaspora, like you feel like you don't really, you don't 100% relate to back home anyway and your your culture back home. But then the culture that you do relate to is this weird melting pot that you describe, which is like a bit of Pakistani, a bit of Somali, a bit of white, a bit exactly. of Jamaican, a bit of like just everyone that's around but you. But then that is your own as well then, because if you grew up in that, so why isn't that your own? Why can't you draw from that in the same way that somebody from Pakistan can draw from Pakistani culture? Why can't you draw for that from that? <laughs> Not that you would want to, but <laughs> I'll suck my own life for Pakistan. <laughs> <sighs> but like it, it's it's complicated. Yeah. Has your guys has your perception of cultural appropriation changed over time like do you feel like there are moments in your life where you look back and you're like uh was i appropriating was i not like do you think it got stricter or like yeah lessened up i used to really think that everyone was being really dramatic to be honest and i'm like i don't really get why i did i don't get it i did i was like i don't i don't understand why people care i Who agree cares with if that. this I mean, person wears this and this yeah. person's wears that and i didn't get it for so long and then it wasn't until i had a bit more understanding of like the feeling that people had of like it being taken away from them and them to be made like feel bad for having something that was taken away from them and I'm like oh okay I get that like when I understood for example the black hair thing a bit more I was like okay I get that but before I'd be like I don't I don't get it so what if so what if you it's it's a hair braid who cares about hair braids like don't you guys have I literally would be like don't they have bigger problems and then when I was like actually it's that these little things are what essentially add up to cause a bigger problem, which is like the ne- neglecting of thinking about a whole culture, a whole race, and just making it all about you and having main character syndrome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> main character syndrome. TikTok has all given us main character syndrome. <laughs> Yo, I'm a side character through and through, my guy. <laughs> How about you guys? Did you used to think it was really dramatic until you got it, understood it? Or is that just me? <laughs> I feel like I was cultural appropriations number one poster baby for most of my life because in <laughs> oh, yeah you 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 would we're pro, we all like Pakistani suits yeah I literally used to wear desi clothes and like eat gajar hawa at lunch and like talk in a desi accent and just tell people that I was from <laughs> South India and hope that no one would ever do a cross check who are you Nima? <laughs> honestly but, but it's like I because I she went like, and got a bachelor in arts and was like actually that's cultural appropriation I I feel so attacked. <laughs> Fatima, square up. You're wow. just doing this because we're four hours apart. Wait till you're back in London, my guy. Oh um, my god, I feel like you guys have a lot of birds to when I'm back. <laughs> um, we'll just meet you at the airport, like. Yeah. <laughs> Give Wait. me a ride, bitch. <laughs> then fight me. <laughs> no, we'll just fight we'll you right you outside to... Heathrow and then just leave. <laughs> and take the train. <sighs> So, <laughs> push you onto the Piccadilly line and be like <laughs> anyway. anyway um yeah no when I was younger I used to think that like I, I feel like I didn't have any sort of like strong cultural background so I just held on to anything that was around me and so mm. since I grew up in such a like melting pot of a community I feel like my brain was just filled with other people's cultures and that just formulated this weird like salad of identities that I didn't have but then when I got to like college I was like learning about cultural appropriation and I was like shit that's me (laughs) literally the worst 
<laughs> I'm like, yeah, I listen to this type of music. I like this type but of. But did dance. that give you? Does it count? Because you didn't technically, you you didn't have any privilege by. I gave putting nothing. on Jesse clothes. Yeah, yeah I, gave, I, gave. So I don't know. But that's, that's what I mean. But that's what I mean. Like why always goes it... back to privilege? Always goes back to privilege. But I also think like, why can't that be like? If you grew up in a city where that's, you know, that's what you're surrounded with, why can't that be part of your culture? I, for personally, I'd see, especially for us living not from... Is that like us wearing jeans? No, I just think it's like not for us. It's like, you know, that is part of a culture. If you grew up with that, why not? Mm -hmm. You know? But then that's what people are saying about Adele too. It's like Adele grew up in Tottenham. Like she grew up around Jamaican people. She goes to carnival. She has Jamaican friends. Like there was a tweet that was like, I'm pretty sure Adele eats jerk chicken all the time. Like, it's like <laughs> she's literally one of us. But it's like, is that the same? Like, is it is it the same because she grew up in that community? And that's why it's not as appropriate no, but she didn't. She didn't do like the. She wore it properly. It wasn't like those girls that wear like the Indian jewelry mm-hmm. with their like Coachella outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like she wore it properly. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I I'm, I'm like I'm, Muna, Muna has a problem with the Wagwan. No, nah, Wagwan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was too much. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm okay with that. I'm uh, listen. If if her Jamaican friends are okay with it, I'm okay with it. But I, I. I am in the same boat with Fatma. Like, I never used to think too much of it back when in my teens. And only recently I started to think, oh, shit, I'm appropriating myself. And I'm pointing the finger at the at the white man. Who am I to judge? Keep pointing. Keep, <laughs> Keep pointing. pointing. But um, I do, I'm not going to lie. I do feel a bit some type of way whenever I hear a white dude who's not Muslim say to me, Inshallah or Wallahi and all that crap. I feel like, nah, my G, that's, 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 you using the name of Allah in there. Like, don't use my, mm. don't, don't use that. If it comes to like using Wallahi, Inshallah and all that crap, I'm like, you don't know the definition behind it. You don't know the meaning behind it. Like, don't use it. Mm. Do you get it? But in terms of like beauty, I, I only recently got, I understood it because, the white man used to profit from producing products which are for black people for your black girls and i can see why a lot of black owned business used to be like why is he appropriating our culture he's taking our ingredient and he's selling it to all these people like he's profit he's profiting from it i get that now and i feel like yeah i'd rather just go with them a black owned company and allow them to profit from it instead of the white man who does not know anything about black people hair to be honest with you so so is no so are black companies not allowed to sell straighteners i don't know see with that no but i think devil's devil's advocate (laughs) i think at what point are you like you can't do this but it's fine for you to do it the og cultural appropriators like (laughs) <laughs> you say okay would you say chai since no wait yeah chai well, sorry sorry no i was gonna be like is chai like cultural appropriation wait why would if, chai? oh if, like chai lattes from like starbucks or stuff like yeah anything Ooh. like that like food what about food is food cultural appropriation um, like mm, at what point do you yes at, 
blood to shoom telling me how biryani is made. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, but to shoom is owned by Asians. As in the origin of it. But even to shoom sometimes. I, I think. Even to shoom sometimes, like, the entire... It's in a rest- Indian restaurant in London, by yeah, the way. To shoom, even the way that it's, like, um, the aesthetics it's very, of everything. It's very, like, colonial. Like, the way yeah. they describe it, it's, like, Irani, Bombay style. Like, yeah. All of it. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, I can't speak for the Asian community, but, like, Labia, would you call the shoom, like, an authentic Asian restaurant? Mm, no. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, I think... The thing with food that's really but then that's just becoming a bit of a monopoly now. No, but it's but it's true because it's like there's a line between like um, authenticity and like there's so many like fusion spots, for example, mm. where it's like like who actually has ownership over food and can food yeah. be political in a way where it's like there's a lot of areas that have fusion spots but they've driven out like the mom and pop store that actually yeah, yeah. Like, sells like yeah. biryani for like two pounds but then dishoom just built eight pounds uh, yeah and then all of a sudden it's like and then they explain it to you and then they explain it to you for the reference we went to dishoom and lavia had a 20 minute lesson from a white man on her own food <laughs> and she didn't even stop him yeah. she's, she's like, like uh-huh. nodding Tell me like, more. Doll like, means really? lentil. Like, <laughs> 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 we sound. But like I think food. I think food. White people. No, but I think, yeah. Like I feel like I feel like more... we, I feel like we sound like we're attacking white people. <laughs> I I. But, but you know, Arabs. Arabs for like everyone culture appropriates because, like, for example, I've seen it where Arabs and it's been honest, probably me in the past has been like, oh, I want to wear Take this it. Indian outfit, but I don't want to look too Indian. What does that mean? What does What's that exactly? Because it's like you're just gonna, you just want to look like pretty, but you don't want to look like too Indian. What does that mean? Exactly. And it's like, what does that actually mean? And it's the same way that you like want a Brazilian butt, but you don't necessarily want to look Brazilian. But then it's like cherry picking. Like you want to take parts of yeah. people's culture, hmm. or like there's like, for example, like um, I've seen people that have like Indian, like Indian themed, like bridal showers or something like that or like mm. or or out of themed like bridal showers that are not run by like out of people for example like oh, an yeah, asian like an asian bride having like an out of themed like i had an arabian nights tea party i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> were you the host of that <laughs> i've had an arms. indian night in my house and <laughs> See, it consisted of zero indians <laughs> tip for tat tip for tat but then it's like <laughs> or even <laughs> you're not Indian <laughs> yeah but this is the thing I think it's like I think it's all well and good to like sit here and be like yeah but Miley Cyrus and Adele and it's like actually <laughs> are we offending in the mirror. people yeah. no but I feel like you can do it the right way and the way to do it the right way is to honor where that culture came from mm-hmm. by first educating yourself and also giving credit to that culture and also respecting it I have, I have a funny story. <laughs> what what is respect? There is Res- I was in, put some respect on my name. I was in the law school library, and some kid was telling me. 
Oh, I forgot about this. Some kid was telling me that he used to live in Saudi Arabia. I don't know how that came up in conversation. I'm not Saudi. I have no connections to Saudi except for the fact that I'm Muslim and the Kaab is there. That's it, right? And he's telling me, he's like, yeah, um, I wanted to go to see the Kaaba, but that was only for Muslims. And then dude went, but much respect to your culture and like did like the namaste hand thing. And I was like... And for the rest of the year, like my friends, it was like an inside joke where they would just be like, much respect to your culture and like <laughs> making the most like racist, like hand gestures. But it's just like, it's like respect, but then also like what I said, just like take the two seconds to actually <laughs> learn what culture Dude. you're respecting. Um, but it, it is easy uh, to I wonder point. how many times I've done that. Honestly, I honestly think about this. We all done it. I, I'm, so I get much... I get so offended. For example, like if people say something weird about Muslims, and I'm like, how can you possibly think that? And then I've I've caught myself saying things that are absolutely trash. I've like convinced. I've confused religions. I've like confused <laughs> cultures, and I'm like, whoa, that's really <laughs> offensive. And someone will be like, that's that's not quite right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. But then it goes back to like um, our conversation last week about cancel culture. Like it's so easy to cancel somebody else for that. But like, let's if cancel any- Labia for Arabian Night. Yeah, <laughs> yo, sis. I um, I want to be Indian, but not too Indian. <laughs> Basically, we're all canceled. We're all canceled. All we're canceled all canceled. Get out of here, no guys. <laughs> we won't talk about my Arabian Nights tea party. It was cute. It was in a tent. I had little <laughs> I had Turkish tea. We Whoa, don't live in so, tents. That is okay. so Orientalist. Throwback. It's so rude. Yeah, why would they were tent in your Arabian Nights? No, I was outside. Just because Libya it was See, hard. Well, hold on, hold on. Did tent. you? Did you? Did you? But think... then I had Turkish teacups. Like it made no sense. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So did you? Lavia, did you think you were in the Arabian Nights or something? I don't understand. No, yeah. we just had it was an Eid party. Prince of and Arabia. Just had, you thought you were Aladdin. Prince of Arabia? Oh, do you it know what like this reminds yeah, Actually, Agrabah. Aladdin makes me so mad. Aladdin's I'm like, what are you doing with this? Yeah, it's really bad actually in Aladdin. They'll have like some Arab themed song, uh, and, and then, then the dad be, like, has a Daisy accent. <laughs> yeah. With like Asian clothes on, and then they're saying Arabic words. I'm like, you got to decide, Spinny. <laughs> is it Indian or is it Arab? Like, what like, are you? Where are you? No, it's just, it's just cultural. <laughs> it's just ethnic. Orientalism by Edward Said breaks that down. I need to, I need to, yeah, I, oh, I need to I read need that. To. Is he alive? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. Can we, invite, was, can we <laughs> invite him to try <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, oh. Please refer back to um episode eight <laughs> Whoa, fatima, if you're right about that fatima when fatima asked if edward said could be a guest on shiloh <laughs> oh, see we ignorance we love ignorance. those ones but we learn we learn, we learn. so ignorant moral of the story <laughs> is recognize your ignorance yeah and yeah learn learn take the time if you're going to take time to parts of someone's culture take equally as much time to learn about what you're taking yeah. and then and then use it there's like a quote about cultural appropriation that like summed it up so well and it's like when you and someone else or when someone copies the work that you did and you get an f and they get an a plus <laughs> that's literally like that's the vibe that's the vibe that's where the vibe. you're just like cool tight awesome thanks thanks for Me cheating so. and then also doing better than with my work 
That sucks. That's happened to me before. Oh, there, there was a nice quote. Is it a quote or something? I've read somewhere in an article where it says, experiencing another culture doesn't automatically mean you understand it. That's true too. Arabian <laughs> But that's still a gem, I'm not Arabian. <laughs> Arabian. She's out here with her like Turkish Green Day folks. songs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh. um, let's um, wrap this up before Naman goes into a dark hole. <laughs> Any final thoughts, ladies? Wagwan from the other side. <laughs> Nyeh, <laughs> Nyeh, you can't say that. <laughs> you know how many times a day I randomly go, Nyeh. <laughs> you put three syllables in it. There's no three syllables. What? How do you say it? How do you say it? It's Nyeh, Nyeh, Nyeh. Oh my god. You guys are appropriating Toronto culture. Get out of here. To wrap this up, guys, we all um we all kind of mix appropriation and appreciation of culture. And it is a very fine line and sometimes can be smushed. Um when you do realize it, check yourself and educate yourself and that's about it. Deep. Deep. Yeah. Anyways, we just come on here and chat shit, so you do you, boo. <laughs> Don't say that. Nobody's going to listen to our podcast after you saying we chat shit. <laughs> but we do. Oh, it's fun shit. You make, make your own decisions in life, but these are just our thoughts. You can still check us too. Just do it nicely, okay? Because yeah. we're sensitive. We're really sensitive. <laughs> um, anyways, guys, I need to go to bed because I'm ahead of you guys in time. So in the meantime... Catch us on Instagram on at Chilab with a double I. We've got some fun stuff coming along. I keep saying that, so you need to yeah, actually go and see what there is. Um, I'm talking to you, who's listening and still hasn't followed us on Instagram. Um, but until next Sunday, bye. My salama. Allah Hafiz. Bye. <laughs> you are a white boy from Wisconsin. <laughs>